Welcome to the Artwork of You, the podcast where your life is the canvas and you are the masterpiece. I'm your host, Lori Guin, and together we'll explore creativity, self-awareness, mindset, goal strategy, and the importance of accountability so that you can paint your life's portrait with confidence and ease. Remember, in the gallery of life, you're not just a spectator, you are the art. So let's grab our brushes and start creating the masterpiece that is you. Hello, my friends. I am so glad that you are joining me today because today we're going to talk all about being courageous and bold and going after your dreams and your goals, whatever they may be. Someone said to me recently that he thought that I was bold and I was courageous, courageous. And I thought about that and I was like, really? Because I hadn't really been thinking of myself in that way. And then I was like, you know what? You're right. I am courageous and bold going after my dreams and my goals. And he asked me if I was always like that. And, you know, I've always been a risk taker, I told him. Even as a child, I took risks. And that's carried over into my adulthood. And I still take risks. And I like to think of them as calculated risks. Though sometimes I do take foolish risks, but I try to keep them at a minimum. But anyway, I try to take calculated risks. And part of that is being prepared. And there are a lot of people out there, a lot of coaches, gurus, mentors uh, that will tell you, feel the fear and do it anyway, that you don't need to know the how, that the how will unfold. You don't need to be perfect. And while I definitely believe there's a lot of truth to that, and I definitely believe that clarity follows action, the old adage of feel the fear and do it anyway doesn't necessarily really resonate with me, at least not the majority of the time anyway. And I feel that if I'm feeling that, most likely there are others that feel that way too. And so what worked for me is being prepared, doing the mindset work, becoming self-aware, and then figuring out the strategies. And I'll give you some examples of what that looks like and what that looked like for me in my art career. So about five years ago, I decided I wanted to be an artist. I had no prior knowledge of art. I had one uh, one high school art class, I think, and that was it. Um, so no experience, self-taught, I had all the imposter syndrome that you can imagine, but I still wanted to be an artist. I was painting a lot. I was um, not really sharing my work per se, but I, I would once in a while put something on Facebook or around my house. I had canvases that you know I had painted, not really hanging on the wall, maybe one or two, but people would come over, they might see it or somebody on Facebook might see something and, and say a nice word, comment. And I, you know, in my whole imposter syndrome persona. I wouldn't necessarily believe that they were being truthful or I thought maybe they were just being kind. And maybe they were. I don't know. It doesn't really matter now. But um, I I had to ask myself, Lori, if you want to be an artist, why are you dismissing yourself as an artist when people ask about it? And the reason I came up with was that, well, real artists use better materials than I'm using. And real artists paint more frequently than I'm painting. So those were the reasons that I came up with initially. So I had to ask myself, what would make me feel less like an imposter? What would make me feel more like a real artist? And the reasons that I came up with initially were, well, real artists use better quality materials than I'm using. And real artists paint more frequently than I'm painting. I thought if somebody were to purchase my work now and they got this thin canvas craft, no, I wasn't using craft paints, but lower quality student grade paints. I just, I wouldn't have felt good about it. And I would have really been fearful that they would not have felt good about it when they received it. So 
I just decided then, okay, buy better quality stuff, buy better canvases, buy better brushes, buy better paints. So that's what I did. And I started painting a lot more frequently. And at the time we were living in a rental townhouse that was fully furnished. So we were building our house where we live now and the place that we were renting didn't have our stuff in it. And it was very small and it had a kitchen living dining combination area. So if somebody was in the living room, you're basically in the same room and the dining area had a pub table. It was not very big, but that's where I painted. And I would drag my stuff out there. And if anybody was coming over, I'd drag it back into the bedroom because the bedroom was right next to the kitchen. And that's what I did. I I just made it work. So I started painting more frequently. I had my better materials. I felt like the quality of my work was improving and I was feeling better about it, but I still wasn't putting it out there for sale. And I was still dismissing myself as an artist. So I had to ask another question again, like still, why Lori, why are you still not confident? So I had heard of a podcast with Heather Monahan. She had just written a book called The Confidence Creator. So I bought it immediately, even though I've been in personal growth and development for decades now, been certified as a life coach for over a decade. And sometimes you don't give yourself enough grace. And I think, oh, I should already know this stuff, but you know, it's always different. And so I read the book again, now feeling more confident. And I thought, now what? Why am I still hesitating? So I was like, I need a website. I wanted to be professional. I felt that professionals have a website. I'm not super tech savvy, but I managed to make myself a website and I was pretty proud of it. And I thought, okay, I have a website. It's a, it's a storefront. Now, when somebody asks, I can point them there. It will have the prices and it will have a payment link. And it did. I also thought I need an Instagram page because real artists have Instagram pages. And so I had an Instagram, but it was all with family stuff. So I archived all those photos and I put up 12 to 15 new photos that was that were just my paintings. So I could appear, if somebody were to you know, glance at my page, I appeared to be an artist. That was it. That was enough to like push me over the edge, right? So I they, there were reasons. Those reasons were valid. And again, I go back to people say, feel the fear and do it anyway. Well, to me, I had reasons that were holding me back. They weren't necessarily excuses. They were reasons. And if I can do something about those reasons, if I can take steps to eliminate those reasons, then all I'm going to be left with are excuses. And I'm never, ever going to let an excuse hold me back from doing what it is that I want to do or going after the goals that I want to go after. And I would hope that you won't either because that would be a shame. And I knew that after I had the better quality stuff, I after I was painting more frequently, I read the confidence books, I had the website, I had the Instagram page, I, there, were, there was nothing left but excuses. So even though I was still feeling, of course, a little imposterish, and I was still somewhat fearful, when all you're left with are, are excuses, it's a lot easier to move through that fear, at least from my experience. So I put it out there. I announced on my Facebook page and on my Instagram page that I had a website. I could point people in that direction. I wrote a couple of blog posts and that was it. I started claiming that identity as an artist. And everywhere I went, I started telling people that I was an artist. If we met new people and they asked what I did, I'd say I'm an artist. And then I could point them in the direction of my website if they wanted to know more information or my Instagram page. And before you knew it, people just believed I was an artist. They believed it before I even did, I think. And 
others started introducing me as an artist and it just got easier and easier and easier. And now I don't even think twice about it, but I'm coming up against that again now as a podcaster, right? So I've wanted to be a podcaster since before podcasting was even podcasting. Back in the day, it was blog talk radio. So I guess you could say I wanted to be a radio host. Um, It was right around the time that I got my life coaching certification and I thought I would do both. And I did two interviews that went pretty well, actually, but my life coaching was not taking off. That was not doing so great. And that's a whole other story, but because of limiting beliefs that I was not willing to explore, even though I was a newly certified life coach, I just put it on the back burner and I convinced myself that I didn't want it and it wasn't the right time all kinds of things I told myself. And I don't know if you do that when you quit on your goals. You'll tell yourself all kinds of things to justify why you're not doing it. That's what I did. But it never never left me. I still wanted to be a life coach and I still wanted to be a radio host. So fast forward now over 10 years. And last year I thought, you know what? It's It's finally time. I'm going to start a podcast. And I even recorded a few episodes. I knew what I wanted to talk about, goals and self-awareness, mindset, creativity, all the things I'm going to be talking about on this podcast. But here we are a year later, and I'm just now getting it going. Those episodes I recorded before, they're, they're in the trash. Because I had a whole other set of reasons that were holding me back that I didn't realize over the course of the year. It shouldn't, it doesn't need to take a year. Um, but that's just happens to be how long it's taken me for various reasons. So I had to work through those reasons again so that all I was left with were excuses. And as I said, I never will let excuses hold me back. So I'm embracing the beginner mentality. I'm putting myself out there. I'm doing a podcast. And really, in essence, that's all I want to share with you. The lesson that I hope that you take from this is that you don't necessarily need to feel the fear and do it anyway to be courageous and bold. What you need to do is explore yourself, become more self-aware as to what it is that is actually holding you back. And then ask yourself the deeper questions as to, okay, now that I kind of have an idea of what's holding me back, what can I do to eliminate those reasons? What actions can can I take? They don't have to be monumental. They can be small actions as something as simple as you might not even, you might think you're so afraid or there's all these things holding you back, but it might be very simple because when I really asked myself, one of the simplest things was practice more. Oh, okay. I can do that and buy better stuff. Okay. Did I have to buy the top of the line Belgian linen canvases? No, but I, I wanted to upgrade from the student materials. I could do that. Did I have to buy 10 of thousands of canvases? No, I could start with maybe buying two new canvases and just a few tubes of primary color, top quality paint. So it it might not be as difficult as you're thinking. And that's what I would like to offer you. Become more self-aware, ask yourself what your reasons are and what you can do to eliminate them so that all you're left with are excuses. And then hold yourself accountable or hire a coach to, to help you with that until you get good at doing it yourself. All right, my friends, thank you for joining me today. I hope you have a fabulous day and I hope you apply some of this so that you too can go after your goals and dreams. That's a wrap for today, my friends. Thank you for sharing your time with me. And remember to show up in your life like the masterpiece you are because you are the artwork. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Have a fabulous day.